the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Great to be with you. What a fascinating day I have had. I can't wait to tell you about it. I spent the better part of the morning with a man. uh, I'll just say his name is Adam. Adam. It sounds like I'm saying a generic name. That happens to be his actual name. Uh, His name is Adam, and he's a patriot and a businessman and a veteran. And it was just a fascinating conversation. I'll tell you about it in a minute as part of what you need to know. And um, so welcome. Welcome to Ed Martin's Pro-America Report. Don't forget, go to ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com to sign up every single, no, excuse me, sign up for emails. And every morning you get an email at 8 a.m. East Coast time, 5 a.m. Pacific time, and it's in your inbox and you're able to stay up with what you need to know. The Daily Wink available. Sign up at ProAmericaReport.com. Doesn't cost you a nickel. I don't sell your email address. All I do is give you all the information you need. So in a few moments, we'll talk with uh, Mickey Kaus. Mickey Kaus is the sort of Democrat. He's a longtime Democrat, but he's against the teachers unions, against some of the unions. He's also against illegal immigration. He's just a fascinating kind of thinker guy. He lives up in the L.A. area. We'll talk with Mickey Kaus in a few minutes. And then we will also visit. I think we're going to talk with our old friend John Schlafly and the Schlafly Report, of course, which publishes over at townhall.com, townhall.com. So we'll talk with John Schlafly. And don't forget, at the same place where you can sign up for the Daily Wink ProAmericaReport.com. You can also go and listen to all of these interviews and segments that we have on the show. They're all listed there. They're all posted there uh, with a link you can click on and listen through. So, okay, again, ProAmericaReport.com. All right, great to be together. What do you need to know today? What you need to know today is it's not over. It's not over. Everybody says it's over, it's over, it's over. It's not over. It's just not over. What do I mean? We are not going to rest this republic. We're not going to give up this nation Because the media and a few people tell us it's time, we're actually going to play by what we call the Constitution. I know it's a novel idea, but we're going to play by the Constitution. Here's what you need to know today. This is a a very different point I want you to listen to me. And this is what I want to tell you. Across the country, across our nation, there are millions and millions of people who see clearly that this election was fraudulent. How was it fraudulent? Well, there was the fake polls, which tried to distort people's vision of the country. There was the fake news, which used the fake polls and other things to distort the country. There was the fake intel community, also known as the deep state, that lied about the Hunter Biden laptop, said it was Russian disinformation when it wasn't, etc., etc. Now we know there was also interference from foreign governments, None of this should make you happy, by the way. This should all make you concerned, but it should also make you unsettled enough to be ready to move, ready to act, not ready to move. I don't want you to think I'm saying move your house. I'm saying ready to act. 
And so you say, well, what are we going to do? What are we going to do, Ed? We can't get the media, the fake news to cover the stories. We can't get the fake news to describe, you know, Ken Starr, one of the more famous and well-respected conservatives in, on both sides of the aisle. Conservatives and liberals respect him. And he said oh, everything Pennsylvania did before the election in terms of mail-in voting was unconstitutional, fraudulent. That was said yesterday in a hearing. Rand Paul said the election was a fraud. That was yesterday in a hearing. The reports on the uh, Michigan County that had the the Dominion uh, Dominion machines were faulty. All not reported. All hidden by the press. All kept from you. Big tech, YouTube, saying if you say the election is fraudulent on YouTube, they'll take down your video. We're censored. We had a fake candidate and a fake campaign. We've got a fake pandemic. It's not really a fake pandemic, actually. I'm going to be a little bit softer. A lot of the reactions to a serious virus have been fake. What we don't have is a fake republic, or we don't have it yet. We don't have a republic in name only. We do not have a republic in name only. We have a democratic republic in our constitution, in our history, in our blood, in our birthright. We have the republic, the American republic, and we shall not yield. We shall keep acting. So you say to yourself, okay, Ed, what can I do? I said, arm yourself. Theepictimes.com. I did an interview this morning with the Epic Times. Uh, Josh, (coughs) pardon me, Josh Phillips came by late the interview it's a it, it, fascinating man he's a fascinating man he's a journalist investigative journalist just a fascinating dude to talk to and it, we're talking about light and dark battle against evil fascinating conversation but go to the epic go to the epic the 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 e-o-p-o-c the and i think some people say the epoch I say epic, but the Epoch Times, I don't know, tomato, tomato, and go to that website and you'll see a list of the fraud. Your laundry list is available for you at theepictimes.com on the front page. I've been talking to them for weeks. I've been watching. It's ready. Your laundry list of fraud about how the election was stolen is available at theepochtimes.com. Go and check it out. And after you see that, get your pieces that you remember, arm yourself and tell your friends, Okay. Second, very important, get ready to act and act. It's time to act. I had a friend come by today, a new friend of mine, military man, married man, couple of kids, got his own business. He cares about the country, worked, worked hard, served our country in the military, in the wars. And he said, Ed, what, what's going on here? We're losing the country here. We don't have, we, this isn't about 2022. This is about January 20th. Between now and then, we've got to, we've got to make sure that the right things happen. What do we do? And one of the things I'm going to tell you right now is go to stopthesteal.us, stopthesteal.us. There are tools there where you can send a message and here's a narrow message we need. Send a message to every U.S. Senator Republican, forget the Democrats, and say, One of you, please join Congressman Mo Brooks in objecting to the Electoral College because of fraud. That objection must take place on January 6th, but we need a senator to say he'll do it now or she'll do it now because it'll change the dynamic to have someone have the courage to do it now. The next three weeks until January 6th will become a question of whether you're standing up for we the people and the election against the fakers, fake Americans. 
I just came up with that. Fake Americans. They're fake Americans when they use the fake news, the fake polls, the fake candidate, the fake campaign against we the people. They're not for America. They admit that. They're not pro-America. They're not for America. They're not for America first. Joe Biden has said that. He's going to change the American first policies. What the heck do you go for? America second? America third? America last? They're America lasters. They're the America last people. And so you need to go to stopthesteal.us, take 15 minutes and send emails. Send it to Tommy Tuberville of Alabama, Rand Paul of Kentucky. Send it to Josh Hawley of Missouri. Send it to Ted Cruz of Texas. Send it to Rick Scott of Florida and say, guys, one of you be the patriot we need now. We'll never forget. You will never forget if you do this with us now. We need you to be there. And once they do, the fuse is lit on getting the fakers, on exposing the fakers. So that's what you can do. Those are the two things you can do. Get your laundry list down. I said, tell this to my friend Adam. He's a, again, he's a military man. So he's been, and he's been in wars. He's been in tough scrapes. He's built a business. He said, hey, well, let's get operational, Ed. Here we go. I need to know what to do. Well, I'm telling you right now, all of you, those are two things you can do. Get your laundry list ready of the fraud and tell your friends and neighbors about it. When they say, well, the election's over, say, no, it can't be over. They stole it. It can't be over. It was broken. You can't have an election over if it was broken. That's not how it works. And then number two, go to stopthesteal.us and do some emailing. We got to ramp it up and make it happen. You can do it. We need you. We need you. That's what we need right now. All right. Check in on that. I appreciate it. Thank you to this uh, new friend of mine, Adam, who came to visit me today uh, in the swamp here. We visited and uh, we've got some uh, some things to do going forward. So uh, I am grateful for his time and salute his service and also his uh, commitment to what's happening. Uh, so check that out. All right. In a moment, we'll talk with Mickey Kaus. We'll get to the bottom of some things. I got to warn you, Mickey Kaus thinks it's time to move on to. It's time to talk about president elect, but, but, but I don't do it. But I also want to talk to him about some of the things that to immigration today, the president, uh, president Trump was challenged by vice president Biden says he's going to stop. He's going to stop building the wall. Elections have consequences. If you let them steal this election for Joe Biden and Joe Biden becomes the chief executive, he'll stop building the wall. Is that what you want, America? Really? really, You think that through? All right, we'll talk to John Schlafly, too. We'll take a break. and be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Thanks for listening. Again, ProAmericaReport.com. Be right back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. We haven't talked in a while to my old friend, Mickey Kaus. You can follow him on Twitter at Kaus Mickey, K-A-U-S, Mickey spelled the way Mickey spelled. And a good Twitter feed. Of course, his book, uh, 1992 Basic Books, The End of Equality. There is, as I've always tell him, an, an essay he wrote on the subject that predated the book, which is also out there, floating out there in a PDF. Uh, welcome, Mickey. Welcome back. How are you? Thanks, Ed. I'm fine. So first, before we get to it, it looks like um, it looks like perhaps uh, Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville has said he will join Alabama Congressman Mo Brooks in challenging the um, the uh, the uh, results of the Electoral College on January 6th. Putting aside whether that's a good idea or a bad idea, <clears throat> it certainly puts the uh, if it happened, the Republicans in the in the in the U.S. Senate would be on a hot, hot seat. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't they? I think so. I don't know what the procedural implications are. Does that mean that they, there's a lot of stuff that they want to pass by unanimous consent that he can object to? 
and fourth. Oh no, 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 no. This is this is no, this is no, this is um this is on January sixth <clears throat> when the joint session of the uh, uh the joint session of the United States Congress meets uh to accept the electoral college vote, January sixth, the first order of business. They um if one congressman and one senator objects in writing the two bodies go back to their chambers, the Senate and House, and spend exactly two hours debating whether the Electoral College was appropriate, and then they vote up or down whether they accept the results. So obviously the House, controlled by Pelosi, will vote to accept the results. But the Senate, <clears throat> which could have a Republican majority, maybe not, but it might, you'd have all these people like Ben Sass and, uh, and others who would say, well, we're not going to go for that, but you'd certainly have uh, a lot more pressure on Republicans. That's my thinking. And, and I, my sense is by that time, perhaps there's more, uh, more um, presence, uh, 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 obvious presence, in my opinion, of electoral fraud or whatever. But I, I think the, the Republican Party in the Senate would be on the hot seat. Yes, it, it will cause them exquisite agony. I agree with that. I'm yes. not even sure. I'm not sure that I'm not sure that the Senate races in Georgia are going to be even decided by them, though. I mean, That's right. Exactly. No, I don't think they will. Right. Yeah. But if but if they're not, there's something I think I don't know. I'd have to look closer. I think what happens is one of them stays in office. The other one is out of office by operation of law. It may be Purdue is still in the in his seat uh, because it's not until he's replaced. He stays. The other is out of office. So it would be oh, a sure. vacancy. Yeah. So you'd have you'd have ninety nine uh, instead of uh, 100 at, at this, this pivotal vote. But anyway, let me let me go back. The reason I flagged it down, I wanted to talk to you was you you, you tagged on your Twitter feed a, a, about Joe Biden in the last month. Month. Joe Biden, two things clearly got under his his campaign or his his uh, uh, administration elects a skin. One was Hunter by Bi- uh, Hunter Biden's shenanigans, which had become clear. And then this Dr. Jill uh, credentialism. Are we headed to if this is the present? Are these going to be people that are really I mean, uh, it gets under their skin. Is that what you think is, is going on here? Well, yes. And I think also the press has been be- a little better than I expected. They, they're, they're now starting to cover the Hunter thing, which they buried during the campaign. And anytime you, you poke a politician and they scream in pain, you want to poke yeah. them again, right? Because there's something going on. You want to find out what's going on. And so Biden is giving off all signals that there's really something there to this Hunter scandal, because otherwise he would refute it. Instead, he just yells, how dare you? I'm proud of Hunter. Uh, and and that that's just like, that's catnip to any decent reporter. Right, and right. a few of them left. Uh, <laughs> and the same right. with Joe Biden is a little different. I, I think obviously this, the counteroffensive to this op-ed in the Wall Street Journal saying she shouldn't use Dr. Jill, that wasn't productive for the Biden campaign. It has to reflect her sensitivity uh, right. to, to using the title. And you know, it, it, it's a really bad sign when, when uh, the 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 wife of the candidate sensitivity dictates what the candidate should do. And the, the sensitive spot there is, uh, is she running the show? I don't think she's running right. the show now, but she may be soon. And she certainly has a large influence. I've told that she was behind, you know, isolating him in the basement. She's terrified he's going to get sick. Let's see if he gets the vaccine. I think. He may put it off and put it off and put it off because he's a little worried about, you know, what the vaccine might do to him or she's worried. So I think that triggers a Mrs. Woodrow Wilson situation. That's the problem. (laughs) Well, and and, uh, we're talking with Mickey Kaus at Kaus Mickey. And I I, I think, um, 
you know, we notwithstanding Melania's strength in the uh, in the relationship, which I've heard is strong. You didn't see her a lot. You didn't you couldn't recognize <clears throat> the sort of telltale signs of the wife of the president like you did, like this, like this indicated, which to me is kind of old school. Jill Biden's going to do what she wants and you're going to be able to tell and the media's going to be able to tell. Let me slide to another topic. Uh, Mickey Kouse earlier on uh, Thursday, uh, Byron York was reporting on. Uh, the administ- a new Biden administration wanting to do immigration and how Bill Kristol, the former Republican or never Trump or Republican, said, oh, yeah, he'll help Biden pass immigration reform amnesty. Um, Mickey, what are the chances that there's a deal to be made between the Republicans in the Senate and a President Joe Biden on amnesty? What's your sense of that? If it was up to an open vote, I'd say it would be very close. And it was guaranteed to come to the floor. You know, it passed by a large margin in the last time around, but we've had a huge political revolution since then, and every Republican knows that this is a toxic vote with the base. So they will be leery to do that. You're not going to get the margin you got before, but you might get a majority. That's why this Georgia race is so important, because McConnell probably won't want to bring it to the floor. He'll bottle it up, and Grassley will bottle it up if he's he's chairman uh, of the relevant committee. And and so it'll die, but uh, yes, I think there 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 is a majority there, uh, you know, fifty one, fifty two, to be had if they bring it to the floor. Uh, Mickey Kaus, another tweet of yours earlier, and again, it's at Kaus Mickey on Twitter. And Mickey was about um, uh, responding to a Hill article that said the Biden team is risk averse, but capable and ready. You wrote a lot of good, smart people in Jimmy Carter's administration, too, just saying, here's a question I want to ask you. Is it possible with the scrutiny that occurs because of social media and the speed of the uh, media cycles that it's almost impossible to sort of succeed for a whole term. I mean, you know, you, you, the scrutiny of the of the possible Biden cabinet members and their conflicts of interest and all is already sort of numbing. I, I just don't know. Maybe if you, if it's almost impossible to succeed in this environment. I I don't know. I think Trump could have succeeded if he, if he played his. He did succeed in many respects, but he he could have succeeded triumphantly if he played his cards better. But you know, one always thinks that if, if you do what. I think should be done. You'd, you'd be successful, and I, you know, he was a. And the Twitter, Twitter helped him, and social media helped him there. I do think it's, I do, I do think it's much harder now to uh, confirm people because, take Alejandro Mayorkas, the DHS secretary, his whole history is out there on social media. People can get to it in ten seconds, and they can mobilize against him in 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 thirty seconds. So, uh, he, you know, he's facing a much bigger fight than he would in the. In the old days, when it, you know, it took days for the camel to walk the mail over to the Senate to, you know, <laughs> to get it done. Right, uh, right. So it's, uh, I do think Biden's going to have some uh, trouble with some of his nominees. Yeah, I was talking Mickey Kaus. Okay, another another one on this. Uh, you mentioned it earlier. Uh, Joe, President-elect Biden says he'll receive the COVID-19 vaccine early next week. And you wrote, "What do the betting markets say? Uh, why would they do that?" Why would he do that? Why would he take the vaccine? Yeah, I mean, he's got a cough now. He's, a, he's, not, he's not exactly in the, I mean, there's some, there's some people that say you got to let, let some people take the vaccine that are stronger and better for it. I mean, I, I, it, isn't it a recipe for disaster if he takes the vaccine? Well, I think that's what his wife thinks. That's why I think he's going to put it off and put it off. Uh, the vaccine is, is not, you know, there's no way to get the disease from the vaccine. It's not a, it's not a complete virus. But, uh, right. 
but there, it does have side effects. And, you know, if you're that old, who knows what the side effects are? So, yes, I think he's being very cautious, but I think he's, he's walking a tightrope. He wants to pretend he's going to get it, and then he's not going to get it. We're going to see a lot of vaccine signaling where liberals in Hollywood say, <laughs> you know, I have yeah. an early place in line, but I'm giving my place to this poor, aged uh, person of color. <laughs> and why don't you take the vaccine first? And I'll wait. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Kabuki, a kind of kabuki here where we don't. And, and I suspect, well, I, I didn't know Dr. Joe Biden. Did she actually say she is a doctor? Did she say he shouldn't take it? Do we know that? No, no. I just know from oh. insider talk that she's completely oh. paranoid about his health. She thinks I see. All right. Terrified he was going to get the virus and die. Not we haven't people. seen the. Uh, oh. Oh, I see. We so we we haven't seen the um, the breakdown yet of the uh, 2020 election, but I have been talking to some of the folks uh, in the Trump campaign about some of the places in counties in Texas and others where the the president did increase the number of uh, of, of Hispanic Americans, you know, legals that voted for him. But I'm looking at a tweet from our friend Ryan Gerdusky, who's so clear on this that the president increased margins with some different uh, populations, but he lost a bunch of his voters. Is that how you see it, Mickey? That is how I see it. I mean, he, you know, he, he the only group he went down with was uh, was whites, <laughs> and that's what you, they're the majority still, the plurality, and and they're what you need. Uh, so there's this, this sort of, tar- and I don't think he won the Latinos with his, he won more Latinos with his targeted appeals. I think he won more of the Latinos because they're patriotic Americans and identify with the working class, and they've been in Texas for decades and decades, and uh, and they don't want to be flooded with illegals either. Uh, so uh, I, I, all of Jared's little little targeting to ethnic groups and blacks may have paid off a little bit. How, you know, Trump would have wanted to be paid attention to his, his base. And he would have brought all... Yeah, of, and... Yeah. He would have brought on uh, all of these other t- people who just want a strong leader. Yeah, we, uh, earlier today, the uh, Biden uh, transition or president-elect or whatever you call it uh, announced, and, and I think they said it specifically, they'll stop building the wall. So they'll stop building the wall. I, I, I kind of looked at it when I saw that, and I thought, um, does, um, does America, do Americans realize that's what they got? I mean, that's what they got. They're going to stop building the wall. Are we going to have uh, caravans coming over the border any minute? We're, we're heading for a huge surge. I mean, the wall is, 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 isn't the main part of it. I mean... Biden said I had to stop building the wall. I mean, that's sort of like the minimal he has to do to placate his base. But uh, he's, the problem is these people are coming seeking asylum. They surrender to the Border Patrol, and then a, you know, an immigration officer says, well, you, you have credible fear of retribution if you go back, and 80% of them get to stay in the country awaiting their trial two or three years from now, which they don't have to show up for. So they basically get in, uh, and they're going to realize that, and Biden— Trump tried to tighten the standards. Biden's going to loosen them, and he's going to kick them out. So everybody in Latin America who, who was thinking of coming is now going to come, and that's a huge number of people. Um, we're talking with Mickey Kaus at Kaus Mickey on on Twitter. Um, the uh, what's your opinion of Georgia? Same problem as the electorate in the in, in November in terms of who really cares and 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 uh, and you know where, where do you think uh, you know I think so. are, I, I are think the Traditionally, right. traditionally, Democrats don't show up in runoffs, so Republicans win. That can't be the case now, not just because it's a high-profile race, but because we have like five weeks of mail-in voting and three weeks of early voting. You don't have to get your voters 
to the polls, you know, a certain place at a you know on a certain day, you have you have five weeks to get them at one time to pay attention and fill out a ballot, and so that all these Democratic activists crawling around Georgia, they're going to turn out their vote. So I think the turnout advantage of Republicans uh, uh, disappears, and the Republican candidates aren't very good. So uh, mm-hmm. that makes it a very close race. I, I was hard. Uh, last, go ahead. Keep going. Yeah, please. They're rising in the polls lately. The Republicans. So the last two mm-hmm. polls have showed them catching up. Uh, one last question along these lines, I think. Again, I, I follow our friend Ryan Gerdusky carefully, and you were retweeting him. I think uh, it was earlier today, or could have been yesterday. Uh, that the reports out of the Senate, they're, they're negotiating over the the sort of COVID relief deal. And uh, and there it looks like they're not going to give the direct payments or they maybe they are. I don't know. Uh, but how dumb are the politicians in Washington right now? It is pretty dumb. I mean, I'm, I, I'm against welfare without work, but we're in an emergency. Right. We're in a war situation. And, you know, at that point, you have to take care of your soldiers. And uh, right. a direct payment is the easiest, most efficient way to do it. If Trump had done that uh, before the election, he would. He would be reelected. You know, it it, it seems completely obvious to me, and I'm very encouraged that Hawley is pushing it. I I had heard there were six hundred dollars in there. Do they really have taken that out? That would be terrible. I I can't know for sure. I just know everybody's watching it, saying, "Do they understand how anything works right now in terms of where people are?" And I think uh, you know you you're one of the people that sees that. All right, I, I said it was last question. I got one more though. You you write you write a lot and talk and speak and and tweet about the the problem of equality. Um, I was uh, I was on a a, a um, international sort of roundtable discussion, and they turned and they used the the word. It was I think a British guy, so he was talking about class, the problem of class, and the separation of class. You, you're you've been again you've been writing about this for thirty years now, thirty three, thirty four years writing about it. What where are we on the problem of inequality, a problem of of equality, and the problem of class? Well, I think we've recognized it now, and the problem is not really class in the traditional sense of. You know, work, workers against the bosses, uh, you know, the whole left-wing uh, versus capitalist thing. It is the, the meritocrat, the arrogant meritocrats who are succeeding in the economy versus the less less educated, less credentialed uh, vast mass of people who are the losers in the economy and and a, and, a, and a question of how to make everybody feel the equals again. And, and that's, I think, now recognized as, as the central problem that Trump raised, it's not a question of income inequality. It's a question of people, nobody feeling they're better than anybody else. And, you know, that's the traditional American ideal. And, and it's, it's within reach. It's just with the trade and immigration, it's, it's, it's the, you know, the, the loser, the losers have been losing so much more that, that it's become a problem. But Mickey, um, what happens when let, let's say the election goes that finally goes the way it says it's going to go? I haven't really come to grips with it, but but you know, there's a whole bunch of us that Joe Biden and his team and others call Nazis for supporting Joe Biden. They don't call us pig-headed and wrong. They call us Nazis. Now I can get over it in a way because I've been called worse, or I, I kind of understand it. But a lot of Americans don't feel. I, I don't think that when Trump won in sixteen. A lot of the, you know, I don't know if it was a grassroots that believed in Hillary felt offended and, and hurt by Trump. I think a, a certain set of a political class was offended. There's a bunch of Americans that feel like Trump was for Americans, 
in a way that was meaningful, and they've now been called Nazis. That's a tough sell to roll over by having a booming economy. And and frankly, if the economy booms for Wall Street and we go soft on China again, I'm not sure you're not going to feel it differently. It feels a little more tenuous than, than, than it sounded when you were talking about it. No, I think that's right. And I think people in general don't like the way even a growing economy is going, because the growing economy means the rich get richer and, and the losers still lose. And the and the you know the center of the country hollows out and the rural areas hollow out and uh, and it's it's a disaster for many people. So I don't think growth is enough. It's true that Biden founded his campaign on a lie, uh, which he claimed right. to have been motivated by the Charlottesville uh, events to uh, feel we're losing the soul of America. And he's got to get off that. And I think he realizes he sort of has to get off that. He's going to say, well, okay, our soul's been restored. Now I'm just a regular old Paul. <laughs> and people, yeah, yeah. people aren't going to want to buy that quickly. He's got to do, he's got to take some time, and he's got to make some uh, fairly dramatic gestures, a bigger gesture than appointing Meg Whitman head of Chamber of Commerce. I don't think that'll do it. <laughs> yeah, and and also, I mean, again, what what happens if we get surges to the border, and 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 the, and we realize, and and you know, Breitbart will suddenly start covering it. I'm sure Fox will, and they will have a whole bunch of the country saying, "What we're you know we're we're back to this." And then you're going to see what he's going to get in there. Rand deal, the Paris deal, probably help uh, do some multilateral trade deals. I, do they really think that they can get away with this? I I, I mean, maybe they do. They thought it was just a a, a four a three and a half year uh, aberration. I think the border thing is a real problem for them, and they're going to have to uh, become more conservative for a while to stop the the avalanche of people. Uh, th- I think mm. they're going to have to get Mexico to cooperate and stop the people at their southern border, right. uh, which they did before. And there are various you know ways you could strong arm Mexico or try to strong arm Mexico. And but you know if he gets rid of this Remain in Mexico program, which he says he's going to do, that's the thing that really turned the tide for Trump. Uh, in terms of stopping the caravans, and uh, right. uh, you know he's going to be in real trouble. So I think they're, they're they're going to have to do something dramatic, or else politically, it'll be a real black eye for him. I think it will be covered. There'll be too many people streaming in for the media to ignore. Mm. Yeah. All right, Mickey Kaus, as always, thank you for the time. At Kaus Mickey on Twitter, I appreciate it. Uh, your perspective, and uh, we'll we'll touch base again very soon. Thanks, Mickey. Thanks, Ed. Hope so. All right, we'll take a quick break and be right back. Don't forget, you can listen to this interview and other ones over at ProAmericaReport.com. I will take a break and be right back. Ed Martin here on the ProAmerica Report. Be back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Mrs. Schlafly was a courageous and articulate voice for traditional values and common sense for more than 70 years. Now continuing that legacy, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. What would Christmas be without Charles Dickens' classic work, A Christmas Carol? No matter how many times you experience it, you never lose that warm feeling that comes when the repentant employer Ebenezer Scrooge rejects his miserly ways in favor of generosity and compassion. On the surface, Dickens' masterpiece might sound like a critique of modern capitalism. However, a deeper dive reveals a much different story. I'm no Christmas ghost, but follow me as we journey through a Christmas carol in the spirit of capitalism. Contrary to popular belief, capitalism does not inherently lead to greed. Here in America, many employers have to be competitive in order to get the best employees possible. If Bob Cratchit were around today, I'm sure any number of employers would be delighted to welcome the hardworking and industrious father to their team. 
Cratchit would have no need to stay with an employer who wouldn't put coal in the furnace or give him holiday pay. Under a capitalist system, it's usually the generous employers who come out on top. If Democrats had written a Christmas carol, the ending would have been much different. Rather than being visited by three ghosts, Scrooge would have been visited by three tax collectors who would have taken all his money, kept most of it for themselves, and put a little bit into the welfare systems. Scrooge would have hated the world even more than he did before, and he would have had to lay off Bob Cratchit to cover the astronomical business taxes. Tiny Tim would have met an untimely end thanks to socialized medicine. In all seriousness, A Christmas Carol still teaches us valuable lessons that every capitalist needs to hear. Generosity has a critical role in any successful economy. Despite all the benefits of the free market, people sometimes fall on hard times. We should all help those who are in need, as Christ commanded us. Capitalism can never succeed without private charity. That's why the idea of separating so-called fiscal conservatism from social conservatism is such a bad idea. The best society is one where capitalism is augmented by the charity of our Judeo-Christian roots. Remember to be generous this Christmas, and God bless us, everyone. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When America turns our back on our Christian heritage, we shouldn't be surprised when biblical precepts like honesty, kindness, respect, justice, and freedom are abandoned. At phyllisschlafly.com, we still believe in rights endowed by our Creator. If you agree, find out more at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Thank you for tuning in and coming back so we can talk a little bit more. I got a few things to wrap us up with. Um, uh, if, By the way, if you're looking for a great present, I know some people have sent me some emails and texts. Oh, let me do two things. Let me first tell you the best way you can get in touch with me directly. This is Ed Martin here on the Ed Martin's Pro-America Report. You can get in touch with me directly ed at edmartinlive.com ed at edmartinlive.com feel free to send me an email it kicks right to my phone to my uh, uh, email account and I get it all the time so I'm happy to have it please feel free to do that number two is um, you can uh, go through Twitter uh, you can go through Twitter on um, uh, on the old Twitter machine. I have the direct messages open, so you can go ahead and contact me through the direct messages. It's at Eagle Ed Martin, at Eagle Ed Martin. Um, also, you can go on Facebook, Ed Martin Live on Facebook, and you can uh, get in touch that way. So those are the good ways, but also here's one more. I used to tell you this a lot. I haven't told you as much. You can get to me directly by texting me on a special texting line that I set up a long time ago, and the texting line is simply Two three one four two five six seventeen seventy six three one four two five six seventeen seventy six and when you get me there it goes right again to my phone it's in my texting line so three one four two five six seventeen seventy six happy to connect with people uh, there through that in any of these ways we can. And so uh, please feel free to do that. Um, let's see. Uh, let me wrap up uh, one more thing. Oh, uh, in my notes, at Kaus Mickey, K-A-U-S, Mickey is the, uh, Mickey Kaus, the guest a few uh, segments ago, at Kaus Mickey. I think I misspoke uh, during that interview and uh, might have messed that up. So uh, feel free to go uh, back to that. Also, uh, the documentary I referred to, let me say a moment, uh, let me say a word or two about that. The documentary I referred to is the documentary by Josh, uh, Philip 
of TheEpochTimes.com, TheEpochTimes.com, T-H-E-E-P-O-C-H-E-P-O-C-H-Times.com. There's a documentary on the elections there, and Josh uh, just put it together. It just launched. He was telling me this morning, <clears throat> pardon me, he was telling me this morning that the... Um, it's not being attacked by liberals. They're sort of ignoring it. They're not doing anything. But but it is um uh it, it is uh being watched a ton and passed around and carved up. So um it is uh it's a great piece uh for you to um to uh watch and listen to. It's really good. Uh he is really super. I'm looking at it right now. I'll put it up on social media. It's called the 2020 Election investigative documentary who's stealing america and uh, i think you'll enjoy it and go check it out i'll put it up on social media and uh, make sure that we put it out there for you that way uh, because it's a good one okay um let's see a couple other things oh i know what i started to say if you want to find out more about our work phyllis lively eagles the work i do in my day job you can go to phyllislively.com also you can go there and get ideas for gifts some wonderful gifts there primarily phyllis lively's book she was a great prolific writer and if you want to uh get something for somebody that's uh about politics and about interesting things you can go there and get one of her books uh very very good in fact uh, uh the most popular book i think we have is uh, a choice, not an echo. Uh, her famous book from 1964, which back in about 2014 she updated, um, so it goes all the way up to today, and it has an introduction uh, from Dr. Ron Paul. Ron Paul wrote the uh, uh, introduction to the 2014 edition, and uh, it's really one of the most popular books. The reason why is because it describes the fight. For, by the conservatives, by we the people, the regular Americans, to get control of our party and get control of the country. And Phyllis describes how that fight has been going on since... Oh, about 1945, right after World War II, it sort of kicked in and we were fighting that fight uh, even then. So you want to check that out. It's a great, a great book. It might, be a, it might be a great idea for a gift. And I think if you order by tomorrow, uh, by the end of this week, let's say by the end of this week, you should be able to get the book in time. We send our books uh, by a regular U.S. Postal uh, Service postal uh, um, uh, mail, and it goes uh, generally, we can get there in three days anywhere in the country. So feel free to please visit uh, uh, Phyllis Schlafly.com, Phyllis Schlafly.com, and get your uh, get some gift ideas if that's uh, something you need at this late hour. All right, let me uh, finish up today uh, by talking, uh, give you a brief update on uh, the um, three fronts in our battle. As I've said before, the three fronts in our battle are the fronts uh, of the legal fight, which is ongoing. Sidney Powell and others are in the middle of it, as well as the, that's one front. And there's voter fraud issues that are still ongoing. They're still ongoing in states. Just because you're not hearing about it doesn't mean it's not happening. The second one is, of course, the constitutional front. That's happening. You got challenges to that. It's going forward. Mo Brooks, congressman of Alabama, getting some huge attention. Uh, Tommy Tuberville, the senator from Alabama, senator-elect, as well as uh, the uh, the uh, great um, uh, senator from Florida, Rick Scott, have said that they may join Mo Brooks. Uh, and so we're going to see what happens there. But that's happening. That's the Constitution front. And then the propaganda information battle. And here's where I think we got to talk. I want you to tell me, what you think of, of us doing a daily show, maybe over on Facebook Live, where we just talk about what's going on. Just the facts, ma'am. I feel like people need more and they ask me about it and I'm able to give a lot. Maybe just sit down in one place and in, you know, 30 minutes. You know, back in the 1970s, uh, Nightline began... Ted Koppel, I think, became the Nightline famous guy. Is that who it was? Uh, Nightline began during the Iranian, uh, Iranian hostage crisis. 
And Rune Arledge, the famous ABC executive who'd been famous for Monday Night Football, I think, and other stuff, he started um, Nightline because they did it once for information about the hostage crisis. Then they did it again a few weeks later, and they ended up doing it like four nights a week all throughout. And they thought the hostage crisis would last a few weeks. It lasted, you know, 444 days, over a year, you know, three months into a new year. So it turned out to be a real thing. That's what I'm thinking we need. America on the brink. America on the brink. All right. Well, listen, thank you for listening. Thank you to our great Noah, uh, the technical director who keeps everything going great. And thank you to Joanna for booking our guests. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, visit ProAmericaReport.com, ProAmericaReport.com to get filled in even more. And we'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego.